met you um, about two weeks ago. And- hey everyone, it's Sarah Mason. And it's also Jake Esso. From the Herald and Modcast. And uh, we are with screenwriters Warren Lewis and Steve Godshow. Yes, we are. Warren, you know from his movies 13th Warrior and Black Rain. And Black Rain, wow. And Stephen from his work on Roseanne, Spin City, and Dead Like Me. Hello, gentlemen. Nice to see you today. Jake? Again, Hello. this is uh, part two of a conversation I started with you guys. It's part one for me. I know. But I like the whiskey part. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good part. I'll yeah, we that. are doing whiskey conversations like some of us are, at least. I apologize. I'm I in do, training. too. He's oh. in training. <laughs> I, get, I get to drink his. So yeah, right. What are you in training for again? I'm playing a tennis tournament next weekend. Can Jealous. we come watch that? No, you can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in training for an alcohol tournament, and right. I'm, start, I'm starting right so now. You're going to win. we got lots sure. of work to do here. So it, we talked about a lot of things in the first conversation, uh, really kind of with a focus on the uh, what's happening with streaming and how content has changed. Uh, since I talked to you guys, uh, I attended a panel for my oh, alma mater, Boston University, here in Los Angeles. Go Terriers. Go, yeah, whatever, go, the, terriers. go whatever the name of the team right. is. So. Yeah, How, do you know that? How do you know that? Because I know stuff. I, uh, love, I do, love sports. You do know stuff. That's it's right. quite a name, Terriers. Yeah, it's like a little Boston Terriers <laughs> mascot. <laughs> That's the team. Jaguars. <laughs> Uh, but on the panel were uh, a writer from CBS, a writer from Showtime, a writer from Man in High Castle from Amazon, and a marketing guy from Amazon. Mm-hmm. And through while while we're sitting, they were discussing you know their work, and the, the woman for Showtime wrote for Shameless, and she's got mm-hmm. many credits. You guys maybe know her. Uh, they kept referring to customer to the audience members as customers. And this was kind of the uh, the Amazon guy, and I asked a question that I thought was pretty valid, which was, "It's interesting that you're now talking about folks that audience members as customers. Could you talk about whether or not that has changed your writing process? You know, your the way you think about things." And the woman from Showtime <laughs> interrupted me and said. I don't think you understand. He works for a paid subscription service for which I said, so do you. Oh, it's incredibly and, Yeah, and, but, <laughs> and I keep sort of yeah, harping on this. And funny. it's interesting because I'd like to pose that question to you guys to start it off because it, things have changed. I'm not suggesting we shouldn't have audiences anymore, but it is different. We're all dealing with now that every content is on your phone. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with customers, you know, mm-hmm. everybody who has, you know, so I just sort of were curious what you think. What your thoughts? I, on I think it's the oldest thing in our business. The brigands who started this business understood that they were selling a product to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most of them came from other businesses. They came from other industries where they needed to please people and they needed to deliver. And if they didn't deliver, they didn't sell their product. Mm-hmm. And the fact that people are coming around to that now and realizing it again, I think it's healthy that we uh, have a, that we have a responsibility not only to critics but also to audiences to deliver what they want okay. that doesn't mean we can't lead them it doesn't mean we can't surprise them but do you think that delivering what they want it, it, because they're now customers that means delivering what they want versus before like wh- what how do you make that distinction 
it, well, I, I, again, I, I would harken back to the very beginnings of our industry, and I, th- I just think it's kind of come full circle. Mm-hmm. You're giving you're giving people hopefully you t- you're taking something from them that's irreplaceable. What you're taking from them is two hours of their lives. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's it, it was more of a challenge, I guess, once upon a time when you had to walk down the street with the local Bijou, with the local Rialto, was Rialto, Rialto was on every corner. <laughs> The local Bijou. Well, yeah, Rialto. When yeah. it was on every corner, but you're still trying to get, instead of butts and seats, eyes on a screen. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's it's a mark of respect for me to call your audience customers. Hmm. It, it, it sort of feels like the Amazon guy was finally being unusually honest was that? Yeah. About, yeah. about who we are and, and who uh, for whom we're trying to write. Um, because it... It's true. It's always been customers, mm-hmm. and they've always been trying to sell something, whether it's soap or now that nine ninety nine that Netflix wants yeah. every month. Every mm-hmm. month. And, and, and look, no one's really in this for art. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, but the fact is, you, look, they're in it as a business. But in those rare instances that art creates commerce... Mm-hmm. And and a lot of reasonable minds will differ, but Game of Thrones is the most popular show right. yeah. on television right now. And yeah. in the minds of, of of those who know, it's art. You betcha. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Shakespeare. And yeah. so yeah. Good, and, good and, point. And in a circular way, to answer your question and I, I I'm I'm curious if you're asking this, are you trying to sort of hit a moving target with what you write. Are you? Are you? Yeah, that, do, I am do asking that. Do you have that, yeah. that 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 sort of weird, distracted niche audience in mind mm. as mm-hmm. you write? Well, is it a niche audience? The question is: Is it a niche audience? The people that we we are writing for in in cable and in Netflix, they are people that are, they, they are not the mainstream. Most people are getting their TV to this day over the air. We're going you think a, that's still – hasn't that changed? No, it's absolutely true that most people will not go out of their way to buy television. I know it's, it, it's unusual. All of us at this table have cable or some kind of delivery. Right. People that are doing that, watching on their computers, you're trying to satisfy an audience that is very, very sophisticated. Are mm-hmm. you hitting a moving target? You bet you are. Can, mm-hmm. Are there a handful of people that can do it? You bet. Mm-hmm. Just, it's it's a very difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Stephen said, and this is a very good point that art is not the point. You know, MGM's logo, the lion, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, around his head, it says "Art for Art's Sake." If I was changing that logo, it would say "Art is Incidental." Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's funny. But having said that, mm. um, audiences seem to be very discriminating and mm-hmm. and uh, the stuff that isn't you know um, talent will out mm-hmm. and 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 shit doesn't float mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and the stuff that's not good you, 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 you're sort of seeing this right now the, uh, the networks have just announced what's coming back and what's right. and what's mm-hmm. not coming back and uh, I'm going to disagree with Warren that I, I suspect network TV is a little concerned about their numbers. Oh, they're, yeah. they're not a little concerned. Yeah, yeah. concerned. It's and, a concern. And, and based on what happened this week, they took their shows. You know, their they threw away their flops that were getting a 
a point eight, uh-huh. point and, eight, and kept their hits that were a point nine. Wow. Yeah. So do you happen to know That's scary. like some of the major ones that were dropped and saved? Well, it 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 gets to maybe a, a different subject, but some of the darker fare. Well, they got rid of American Crime, right? I think for example, yeah, Amer- like Emmys. American Crime, Tim Allen Show. Uh, oh, really? Well, Tim Allen show was dropped. For, it, it didn't have great ratings, but it also, in its six year, became very expensive for that mm-hmm. studio. As as, um, as the sitcom grows sort of longer in the tooth, mm-hmm. uh, because the act, the lead actors' uh, yeah. salaries rise so Every exponentially, season. it becomes yeah. an expensive yeah. show. It's like, like are, are always you? sunny. That exactly. show is very. That expensive. show's become yeah. very expensive. Do part and parcel do the which actors. is rem- remarkable yeah. considering where it began. But yeah. The, yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. But uh, um, mm. American Crime is a good example. Is the show was critically acclaimed, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, it didn't u- have big numbers. It's pretty dark stuff, mm-hmm. um, and and maybe audiences don't want dark right now. And perhaps I'm shifting into an area that you don't want to talk about yet. No, it's fine. I mean, because I'll say this, though, you know, on Netflix, people will go dark. Maybe that's where that audience (laughs) is. Yeah. They, you know, I mean, I think we talked about this the last time where I said that I like to watch dark detective. And I actually now I've gotten into this historical period piece like the Last Kingdom on Netflix. Oh boy! Oh boy I know. Oh boy. Which is like I, and the, one of the things oh I want to oh talk boy. to you guys about. But uh, I, I do think that dark is what some people. I mean, Game of Thrones is dark. dark Let's is face dark. it. It's yeah. so dark, but it's also what American Crime wasn't, which was highly entertaining. Yeah. Like no one's yeah. going to say American Crime. Yeah, I can't wait. I never saw an episode of that to, show. It, it's, I it, didn't either. It was, I've never. I can't say I have. You know. That's, that's it was a little, little speechifying. That's another interesting thing, I, and I, I know I keep harping back to this because that's what I do, I guess. But this again harkens back to the early days of our business when we were in the serial business, and you had to come back. What was what was happening next week? You had to be there, right? And, and in a way, that's sort of echoing in the cable versus bit. binging. In other words, Vers- well, e- even binging, you have to sit in front of that TV and watch it. You, yeah. have to, you have to be there. It, you yeah. Have to be, be present. We're, oh, I see we're, what you mean. You creating, can't get up and make your. We're creating a flowing audience. Everyone, <laughs> you have it on. on your if, phone. If you're binging, yeah. you're waiting for the eight episodes to come out or the 12 episodes. Right. Yeah. And they're not optional. Mm-mm. No, yeah, yeah. No, it's not they're optional. Ju- and I th- I, I, it's weird to me. It, not weird, but and it's an interesting discovery to me that we have reappeared or, or they. The ethic and the aesthetic that began our business is reappearing again hmm. in the face of the, I think, and maybe Stephen and I will either agree or disagree, the most sophisticated audience, certainly one with the most choices ever in the history of A the lot world. Of choices. The most choices ever. Well, ever. You know, it's it's amazing. Like if you pick up a newspaper, and I, I don't suggest you do it because it'll crumble in your hands, from 1935 or something, when mm. back when movies were television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You will you will find we're in the same kind of world that we are in now. There were yeah. reruns and there were serials, yep. and, and it's edifying to see that world come back again in like no time. Yeah, mm. really. Yeah, no time. I mean, it's interesting uh, this week in particular um, because there's nothing more entertaining on television right now than the Trump Show. Mm. Yeah, unbelievable. It's true. And yeah. it's 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 
at MSNBC and at CNN and Fox, they, mm-hmm. they have to be so happy. They're just <laughs> getting eyeballs. Yeah. And it's the best thing that's happened in the seats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and look, God bless journalism. And, and this, is a, this is actually people a couple of years ago were talking about the death of journalism. Well, it's a different yeah. kind of journalism that's taking place now. Well, but yeah. eyeballs are... Journalism is exactly like the theater in that regard. People are always declaring its death until something happens. Well, that brings yeah. me into something That's I wanted to talk point. about. Very nice. It's, it's true. Is, it's always dead until there's some sort of resurgence. But there's been deaths declared in a lot of areas. I mean, it was the end of bookstores. It was the end of hard copy books. It was the, you know, nobody was going out anymore because everyone was going to watch everything in, in their in. home. Yep. So apparently now there's an 8% rise in people reading hard copy books and Kindle reading, you know, or even reading, but also audiobooks is going down dramatically. Yeah. And live events are going up. A lot of that is because millennials like to go out to everything. Uh, but I'm just curious if you think that's going to translate to theater box office, if, if that's going to have the same kind of effect for theaters or do you think that because there's so much content it, movie theaters motion picture movie, theaters yeah motion picture theaters well uh, Stephen take it I would, I would I would defer to you on this one for the time being um I, I think they're sort of separate notions I'm I'm surprised to hear about the book thing mm. my I, I am a book buyer me and, too and um but I I do it for strange reasons, one, I do like to to have it in my hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I and I like to go back to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is a sort of silly reason. I want my house yeah, to be full it's of. Not silly. No, I feel it's not, all it's, of those it's, reasons it's not, are the not, same. It's not, it's not yeah. silly. Yeah, it's not. Well, that, that, that's interesting. I'm a book buyer too, but I find myself this is odd buying the same book year after year. Uh, because oh. there's books I refer to, I just I'll pick them off the shelf, and yeah. at the moment, you know, I'm obsessing about two particular subjects, so those books are there, and I've actually worn some out. Oh yeah, believe it or not. But but I think what's going on here is is interesting, and this fire truck might bear, might, <laughs> might bear me out that there's something interesting going. Um, Someone just like died on Seventh Street. Right. Is all that is. <laughs> it is. We're talking about we're talking yeah. about drama, and here is somebody's drama. Wee, it's getting closer. It's getting louder. It's getting a little too close for comfort. Where is it going? What I'd be curious about, aside from what's happening in the back of that ambulance, is... is, uh, It's going to ABC. (laughs) (laughs) I need a uh, respirator over there. It's going to Warner Brothers because of the whole DC Marvel thing. Um, I'd be interested to know what the demographics of that are. and and That's my one-word solution for everything about just exactly... Of books. Yeah, I might, might. I have two demographic questions. Okay. One is who, you know, an age, and the other one is what. Hmm. Uh, if, it, if if it's if it's what is trade books that says one thing, I think there might be there might be and thought about it for a whole thirty seconds now a synergy between the development of shows like Game of Thrones and the sort of books in the, what our friends in the book business call trade books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that that might be happening. I'm not sure it's reflected in things like. And it shouldn't be probably in things like quote literature unquote. I have no idea, but well, I'm I'm going to go to Hal, and I, I don't mean to short circuit your question, but one and and I know a lot of authors 
will bristle at what I'm about to say is I am finding that I'm buying a lot of books off Amazon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I have Amazon Prime and I don't pay for shipping. Right. Right. And it's cheaper than Barnes and Noble. Ten dollars cheaper. It's unbelievable. And ready. I don't have to leave my house to get the book. So you're saying you're an Amazon customer. I, wow, Uh-oh. very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and this podcast to, is sponsored by. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to connect this back to your question is, I'm not sure it's going to translate to to movies, and and we can get to the comedy club thing in a second, right. and and going to Coachella and Burning Man and all that stuff. Mm. Is um, the delivery system makes it easy. Mm-hmm. And because the delivery system is going to increasingly get more sophisticated for getting movies to your house, to your 50-inch screen, Mm. and the turnaround is going to be faster. Way faster. And I just, uh, you know, you have to worry. I'm going to throw a wrench in that. The one wrench is that libraries rentals have gone up too okay well i'm one of those people i'm on my on my smartphone i do a lot of commuting as you know on my smartphone mm-hmm. right now are no less than four books that i rented yesterday from our santa monica library mm-hmm. nice and they're audio books and i listen to them all the time and it's changed my life in a very positive way to be able to sit there and listen to my my weird little obsessions without having anyone else around to yell right yeah. about I like that. Um, that. That's one of the things about the library. And the library is a delivery system, too, for movies and for Yeah, for we books. rent movies from they the library. And, and I'll tell and you one free. side note. One of the reasons we like to rent movies from the library is because we really missed it when Blockbuster went it away. It recreates the Blockbuster it, experience that we don't only get quietly. Yeah. And yeah. Le- quietly. 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 Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> and the candy at checkout is not as good. No, it's not, not quite as good. No. <laughs> I try. I, and, and if you live in Santa Monica, one of the great things about going to the library is appearing as a guest star in other people's hallucinations. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you really can't. Oh you, yeah, you really can't underrate the gauntlet of hallucinations. Well, let's talk about the live stuff too, because and I, I mean, actually, I want to sidestep a little bit because. I, I want to about, talk about specifically about comedy and Jake. You can. This is really your area, I guess. Um, and your area, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, I guess. In- <laughs> it's, it's not mine. I don't go outside. No, I don't see him out even. But outside. no, I mean, in terms of how has let's start with this. How, if any, in any way, have what the Trump show? And everything going around, going on culturally, including all of this delivery system that's easier, affected scripted comedy. Mm. Like, I'm just curious about that because comedy tends to reflect what's going on. Certainly sitcoms have, I think. I mean, is that – and also talk – as a second part two of that, talk about the differences of network – the old style sitcom versus what you know you're doing now things like for HBO and you know Netflix and all of that mm-hmm. so um, one point is look people are looking um, to laugh immediately at what happened today and so um as you probably know, Stephen Colbert was was lagging yeah. on late night, Horribly and so. he yeah. 
he he's always been a satirist mm-hmm. and he's always been a political com- uh, commentator. Yep. And he ratcheted that up when Trump came into office mm-hmm. and he started to trounce the yeah. other two guys. He trounce. Crushes Unbelievable. them. Yeah. Crushing it. And it doesn't look like and, – and, and Trump then, of course, called him a no-talent yesterday, which is just going to increase Stephen Colbert's ratings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he says he's dangerous well, Trump, and filthy. Yeah. If oh, he, he did him such yeah. a favor. <laughs> exactly. You got the you president. Can't buy that. <laughs> you can't buy that. You can't buy that. You couldn't buy it. And, so you got to hate it to Colbert. And yeah. so people want to laugh right away. With scripted comedy, uh, as you know, there's quite a lag time. Right. Yeah. Uh, it takes months to get that joke uh, yeah. to air. Yeah. And so you're really not – look, if, if this year's – um, crop of comedies that came up are any indication they're not political, and maybe that's because oh, really? they were developed a year ago. Okay, right. we'll see what right. the networks are going to buy this summer uh, mm-hmm. and put into into development. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that uh, Veep's numbers continue to to be really good, mm-hmm. but God, that yeah. show is has has such a really particular voice yeah mm-hmm. um yep. as far as the comedy clubs um i wonder if that's the same sort of stephen colbert i wanna i i a lot's happening yeah. in the world what do, you, what do you think jake could probably well in clubs at least in la it stays busy like as far as i'm concerned there's never really a slow period or like depending whatever like the political or cultural climate is oh, in, really? in this city People are showing up, and they want to laugh, like you said, at the things of today, you know? And it's not – there's not any sort of, like, So do you think moment. that comedy clubs are recession-proof and also uh, election-proof? And, like, just it's something that people have steadily always gone to? Well, yeah, look at the and store. And the feeding ground for HBO specials. Well, that yeah, and now Netflix specials. The Netflix yeah. special has become the new Comedy Central special. It's interesting to me. I was talking to someone in our business who's a critic. And I mentioned, I said to her casually, I said, you know, when I was a kid on the Borscht Belt, and she, her eyes got wide. Yeah. She said, you were there? I said, yeah, I saw Morty Gunty, and I saw you know, Corbett Monica and those guys. And I bemoaned the fact that there's no place for those people to work out now. Yeah. Mm. And suddenly, yeah. with the advent of the, the, with the comedy club becoming more popular, so well, you know what? Suddenly there is a place for those guys to work out. Working it's, out. It's not in a room full of people that haven't eaten in almost 20 minutes, and they're therefore terrified. Right. But... They can work. Yeah, it's yeah. great. But you know what, though? On Netflix, comedy comedy's always, like, rated really badly. Like, yeah. for some reason, all of the stand-up specials are, like, one, one star, star, two, two star. star. Unless it's Dave Chappelle, then it's five stars. Yeah. Or UCK just did one, that's so five you, stars. So you're going to an audience you already created, is what that tells yeah, me. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll follow Louis C.K. from HBO to Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, Okay, so I'm, I'm following a Netflix show now that I didn't expect to follow. Which is thir- yeah. thirteen reasons why? Are you? Are you? I am. You're following uh, the I'm, show. I'm, that I'm, is... I'm following the show in that I, I kind of go home and turn it on just to see. And that's the what, one about the suicide. Uh, yeah, or, or I have to say that I'm, that's the thirteen-year-old depressed girl and you. And you. <laughs> that, that you relate <laughs> to. As, as far as I'm, the difference between me and a thirteen-year-old girl's wardrobe, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, yeah, and. Uh, that's an audience that went out. They went out looking for an audience, and they got it. 
they went hunting. Why has it been so controversial? Because it's a 13-year-old. Well, just, just to finish the thought, comedy, I think the comedy stuff on HBO is going to people that are already waiting for it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why is it controversial? It's controversial because it's doing something that I don't think people want to hear, and that is a young girl commits suicide and is speaking to us from beyond the grave. Mm. That conven- sounds kind of cool. I know, sounds kind of dead like. I know, but the con- yeah, it does. <laughs> the con- yeah. No, the, conven- the conventional, the conventional <laughs> TV version of that is she's on the ledge and you get to talk her down. Okay. Well, look he- here, mm. just to circle back, the show that people are talking about on Netflix right now is that show, mm-hmm. and oh. so if you're the powers that be at Netflix, and, and I know this for a fact because I have a show in, uh, that I'm trying to get over there, is they said, we really love this script, but it's not sort of a turn-the-key show for us. It mm-hmm. doesn't really alter our business, uh, meaning it doesn't get... It's not going to create the kind of buzz mm-hmm. so are, that's going to get new eyeballs, because, yes. and this is to go back to another one of your questions... Netflix is is relying on FOMO, uh, you know, fear of missing out. Uh, and so yeah. if people like Warren Lewis uh, hear about 13 Reasons, mm-hmm. is that the name of the show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have to go watch it now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. That's what happens. That's so another book that Stephen just said, just to prove how wrong I am, art isn't incidental. Right. These... If your program was saying to you, instead of saying, bring me something the same, only different, which mm-hmm. is what you hear a lot in our business, now these people are saying, bring me something different. That, yeah, is, that, that constitutes a sea change. That's true. Yeah, and it's, it, it, it's again, it, it, it's an earth-shattering sea change because no one, no one in our business wants to, was ever heard that from an executive before. No. Well, then what it's happens not, to the networks? Because they're not doing that. Or are doing, they doing that? They're doing the same but different. Right. Well, look, they they did take a couple chances, and uh, again, they're expensive chances, and when they do work, right. um, as they did this year with This Is Us, uh-huh. and mm. again, you know, look, um, there are a lot of original minds at the networks, mm-hmm. and believe me, there's some very bright people in charge mm-hmm. of programming, Oh yeah, and, and they are trying to find that which... Um, sticks out, you know that which changes the arc of a network, and this is us did that for their show, mm. and it is it is a different kind of show. You you can't find that show anywhere else on television. Yeah. You know and that shows which one is for audience people listening. It's the one. It's on NBC, and it stars Mandy Moore. And oh, it's um, like a drama show. It's a right? drama. It's, yeah. a, it, it's a family drama. Yes, but it's non-linear. And some of it is set in the early 80s, and some of it is set now. Mm -hmm. And it goes back and forth and does an an extraordinary job every week of asking you, and Warren talked about this a little while ago, I have to come back and I have to see this now. Mm -hmm. It's very novelistic. Mm -hmm. If you missed it, if you missed sitting down that Tuesday night, and want and didn't see it, you better avoid social media. That's sophistic. That's a sophisticated. If you don't want spoilers. Served. Yeah. Well, and that's what yes. uh, cable's done. You know, that's what Netflix done with mm-hmm. Walking Dead and things like well, that. Well, that kicks. The, you know, that kind yep. of kicks the, the difference down right there. 
uh, full disclosure, I'm not, I, I haven't watched the show. I don't know it. But it's a big deal because cable is going for people of a very, a very particular type, people that are paying to see our shows. Networks, on the other hand, are providing a free service. But don't you it's think a big deal. and we talk about this a lot, okay? Uh, we talk a lot about how networks have to work in a blueprint. They can't they can't swear. There's there's certain things that they can't do that you know the HBO can do. Even Yeah, they're restricted. They're restricted. They're restricted. Does, do you guys think as writers that that you know, would you, well, as a writer, your well, like, let's say, like as a writer, would you be more excited to write for a cable show for AMC than for NBC because there's more wiggle room with sort of you know you could make a Breaking Bad versus making a. I want people to piss in their pants. Yeah, right. Okay, and I can make people piss in their pants without using any particular word content or word. Okay. And, and I speak for Stephen. I'm a big fan of all of his work, but especially one piece, one piece of work that he did, yeah. which is. Uh, Dead Like Me, yeah. which had me riveted and sitting there and, that was a good show. and tinkling was a, a little good show. bit yeah. Yeah, because man. I didn't know what to expect. Mm. And I don't remember any out- anything particularly outrageous that maybe I'm wrong, Stephen, but I don't remember in the current context right. anything that would not pass bureau mustard. Uh, what do they call That's that? A FC standards. Yeah. standards and practices. Standards and practices. Uh, we, you know, Interesting well, uh, point. When yeah. I was writing that show, I knew that, that we had an 18-year-old protagonist, mm-hmm. uh, this this young woman who had died and then sort of lived this after, afterlife. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew that younger people were watching the show, mm-hmm. so I sort of scrupulously avoided nudity. I did uh, drop some F-bombs, but, right. they, but they weren't important. Right. Mm-hmm. But, having, yeah. but having said that, you know... Um, Look, I'm a slut. I wa- <laughs> all kind of slutting around. I, but he's not drinking. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's keeping his, yeah. And, um, and I, I, I want to buy a new car. And whether it's NBC or AMC, I don't care. You don't care? I really don't. And look, you can do, you can do yeoman's work for any network. Absolutely. So... And they're all, they all really, even though we started this out decrying uh, that there, it wasn't art, it was commerce. The mm-hmm. fact is, they, they like winning awards. They, they do, do love winning they love awards. Yeah, and man. at the end of the year, believe me, uh, when the Emmys are announced, it's, it's as big a day at these networks right. as any day of any the year. Any ratings. That's another interesting question, probably for another day, but how much winning awards translates to audience. Yeah, because that's still commerce. I, that's another, I mean, winning yeah. awards, to the, it becomes a publicity cam- campaign so that they can get more people to watch the show. I mean, to me, that, that doesn't reflect. More. That's oh, still uh, art is into that end. I'm not an executive, but if you win, winning that award translates to watching that show and hopefully the rest of your offerings. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right. From, so, the pe- from the people that got an Emmy, Emmy Award for it, look out for that duck. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do you think I show I've been trying to sell for years, by the way. Oh, I was going to say, do you think that Ray, or, um, award shows still have the same impact, too, though, as far as, you know, um, being not just bragging rights, but sort of bumping up ratings? Because there's a lot of award shows now in the award shows. There's so yeah, many. There's well, so many. One, one man's opinion? I would love one man's opinion. We live in violent times. It's true. It's a well known fact. Yeah. Someone really has to take me hostage with a gun to my head. Right. To get me to watch most oh, of them, right? <laughs> it would have to be real, a real offering of violence. Mm-hmm. And and you, um, you know, look. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Every time I, Stephen speaks the absolute right. truth, it begins with a, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know how much money Moonlight made right. this yeah. year. I suspect it did not make a ton of dough. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Um, I would put a gun uh, to your head and tell you to, who, who won the Emmy for Best Drama this year. Can you tell me? Hell no. Okay. Well, the Academy Award uh, last year. I can remember that because of the debacle. I think but people... I, I, I think I, it was Transparent, wasn't it? What? Won the Emmy for Best Drama. Maybe Best Comedy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I really don't I know. I think they won the Golden Globe. I, I don't think they yeah. ever won. Like you said, won. In any event, I, I, I don't know that people care. Right. I don't um, care. I think people watch these shows because they like seeing celebrities and they like seeing car wrecks. Mm-hmm. And there's usually a car wreck or two. That's true. Wait, Game of Thrones won. What they need, they what they need yeah. is cussing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they need, cuss, they need cussing and nudity in the, the yeah. award shows, yeah. and that would do it for yeah, me. Yeah, they need a Taylor Swift Kanye moment every year. You know, yeah. okay, I'm going to let you finish, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you finish. <laughs> That's the only thing. Yeah, right, I'll let you finish. Yeah. But Beyonce had the greatest movie of all time. I, I, I don't know if award shows uh, deliver the numbers that people want them to. I know that I'm not their target audience. On the, I'm really not their target demographic. Mm. Right? Who I, is? Um, that's a good question. That's, that, that's a question that I'd love to call somebody up and answer. I right would now. love to know the answer to that because I don't get eighteen I to thirty-five. No, no, I no can't way. gauge that at all. Well, there's usually not a lot of counter programming when those are on, except during football yeah. season. Well, Sunday. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there. It's mostly that, Sundays. Yeah. And, Fair enough. And they but are and football it, you know, fans watching the award shows. Anyway. Hell no. Right. So it doesn't matter if it's up against football. Probably not. I, I think we need to just step back a little bit when we talk about audiences and remember one very important thing: the people that we know mm. and the great people, most of them. Right. Except for you know who. They're not the audience. Yeah, the people yeah. we know and the L.A. people. Well, that's they, true with they, comedy they, clubs. They you just, always say that L.A. L. When you go to a comedy club in L.A., the audience are other comics. It's other or it's other people <laughs> that are in L.A. want to so, be actors. Somebody and, asked me this question yeah. once, and I, I've done a couple of you know, guest speaking things around the country, mm. and oh, I, and I've started doing it. And uh, oh yeah, I, I don't want to name names, but no, I'll, I'll name name and names of a show. Okay, so someone said to me once, when was the last in a room full of people?" I said, "What was NCIS about last week?" And no, nothing. How many people watched NCIS last week? Nothing. Right. It's the number one show in the country, well, apparently. And, and, and I've traveled around a little bit, four or five yeah. places. Rochester, New York, I got a few hands in the room. Mm. Rochester, Minnesota, mm-hmm. also went. Everybody's hand went up. Everybody's? Yeah, pretty much. So there my question go. to you is... There you go. I respect these people. I respect my audience, and I, I, I exist in service to them. Yeah. Hopefully. Sure. So... I think we have to remind ourselves all the time the people that we know who go to award shows. Mm. I even went to one once, believe it or not. It's a date. Well, yeah. It's, it's the closest I'm going to get. Um, are not the people that necessarily we serve. And it's important oh, yeah. to have some perspective. Oh, yeah. It's, and, and maybe this gets back to the sort of communal shared experience that we're sort of talking about. Mm-hmm. And does that still exist? Mm-hmm. And um, and and that the networks are striving very hard to continue to create that, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. let's get everybody together, let's sit down, and let's watch this mm-hmm. thing together. Mm-hmm. And for example, uh, NBC is doing 
these uh, live musicals. Yeah, and um, as, I thought that was brilliant. And yeah. and, yeah. and the one Good they move. just announced for this year, I think, is brilliant. My it's, Bad Birdie. It's right? Jesus Christ <gasps> Superstar. Oh, oh you're really? Kidding. No. Did they make? I thought they were doing Bye Bye Birdie. Well, I, and 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 they're also doing Jesus Christ. Oh, that'll Superstar. be amazing. Uh, or, or Fox is one of them. That's about yeah, the Fox sm- is doing it too. That's about the smartest yeah. thing I've heard ever. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you are required. Basically, look, you can tape it if you want, mm-hmm. but this is the kind of thing people want to see live. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and part of that is also uh, they've heard about it, and they also want to see the possible train wreck. Yeah. That could well, be they want to see right, the live Mary Fuck Magdalene up. trip. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure why. She's a decent woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they still want to watch her trip over her robes. And for me, and, and maybe this is a small group of people, Smart. I like seeing um, these these things live mm-hmm. while I'm watching my Twitter feed. How remarkable, yeah. how remarkable is this? This is remarkable that we are actually coming back to, uh, I, I, I keep coming back to this, to an earlier form of our industry. When, yeah. things, when things were live. It had to be. Now, it's, I mentioned film, but this is a great example of the, in, in television of people having to sit there when we're watching the Hallmark Hall of Fame back in the day. And this, this is a breakthrough. It's so old, it's new again. It's fabulous. Mm-hmm. It's, it is. It's, and how great to create the communal experience. Net, networks and our big show, Walking Dead. I know I'm, I'm a fan, as you know. Right. We're creating a communal experience, but it's at the water cooler. It's not sitting necessarily sitting in the sitting your butt in the chair and it's it's certainly Twitter but still and now, and now AMC has been smart enough to the, the two screen experience which I thought was like a media breakthrough mm-hmm. oh yeah but they're doing that's that, a, yeah. that's a breakthrough but how wonderful it is to return to our parents great grandparents the grandparents notion of what entertainment is which yeah. is to say it's not only the event it's also the people at the event yeah that's a big deal and hats off yeah. to them for thinking of something so amazing. You know, it, yeah. it goes back to, um, I don't know if any of y'all read a, um, High Fidelity. Uh, was it High Fidelity or was it about a boy? It was a Nick Hornby book mm. where he talked about you have to find out what she likes. Mm. What are her favorite? Oh, it was High Fidelity. High Fidelity, yeah. And what are her favorite movies? And if you don't have that Venn diagram with her, mm. then you might not want to pursue this right. relationship. Yeah, yeah. And 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 honestly, in in so many relationships now, th- th- that is part of this sort of shared experience mm-hmm. is being able to sit down with with someone you care about mm-hmm. and watch the same show. Yeah, there's yep. a great line in the film where uh, they say uh, a long time ago we all sat down and decided that it's not what you're like, it's what you like Lovely. that matters. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a great... That's great. going to be more true we, today. We, we lose so much. I don't know, I sound like an old, the old fogey in the room, which I kind of am, but we lose so much when we don't have the support and the challenge mm-hmm. of peers with us. True. Mm-hmm. That, that wonderful moment from uh, Sullivan's Travels. When he's sitting in the audience, the director's sitting in the audience and finally realizes what his life's calling is. Yeah. And there's no substitute for that for a writer. I always tell my students when I'm doing the professor thing mm. to go see the movie three times. Mm. To stand, 
to watch the movie and then stand yeah. in the back of the theater and if they can get away with it without being arrested, stand in the front of the theater <laughs> and watch the audience. Yeah. Because that communal experience will tell you everything you need to know about the mm-hmm. work that you're doing. Wow. And how wonderful it is that we can share this with people. It's also it's a little bit subversive too for people like us because I want people to look at my work, to look at a scary moment and scream too with the person next to them. I want them to. Yeah, yeah well, that's a good that's Lovely. a good example because Very good. horror movies are extremely communal experience. You don't yep. you want to be in the theater with other with other people. Who, I mean, Share I remember the experience. first time I saw Jaws. Oh yeah, my, absolutely. My yeah. I hadn't. I was only like six when it came out, and, and so I didn't go see it right away. My brother, one of my brothers, took me, and he was had already seen it, and he was like ready to poke me right when the head falls out under the boat. You know, like <laughs> yeah. awesome. and it's all these thing things happening, brother, and yeah. but everyone in the audience is screaming. You know, like it was and well, it adds to the that. Completely changed my life. Like, I mean, you see, you've got there's just stuff all over it's my nothing house. Like but, it. <laughs> uh, it, there's nothing like that communal experience of being scared together. There's there's nothing like that le- communal experience. Leaving of together, something. Leaving yeah. together. Yeah, I, know, I, I, I keep coming back to this. I don't hear it mentioned very much, but the whole notion of b- being through a motion picture experience, especially, especially a harrowing one. I'm thinking of when Rosemary's Baby came out. Oof. The rule was we will not let you in the theater five minutes later and you all have to leave together. Like wow, really? Like anybody's going to enforce that. But well, the whole notion weird. of leaving together almost reinforces it because it's like a one-night stand. It's like leaving after, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like leaving after the one-night stand. The you're walk like, of you, shame. Yeah. Like you're, you're looking at each other going, was that you screaming? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a movie that That's uh, the, That's great. the three of you That's have reminded me of. It's Quiz Show. Oh, oh yeah, great. And, yeah, and I think Paul Atanasio won the Oscar for the screenplay. Yep, he did. And it is, it sort of is talking about this contract hmm. on occasion, however cynical that the studios and the networks had with the American audience hmm. to give them something that was. Legit. Mm. This is a great thing. If you have a chance, um, a man just passed away, and I, I dated his daughter. Unfortunately, she's not with us anymore either. Oh. His obituary was in the New York Times the other day. Mm. His name was Al Friedman, and if you watch Game Show, yeah, 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 it was, Al- it was a Hank Azaria. Character. Yeah, yeah, it was Alfred oh. uh, Albert Friedman, oh. and uh, I had the chance to talk to him a couple times about that, and he was not pleased about with the film. Um, he wanted to tell his side of the story, and he kept telling it wow. to me, and I didn't really want to hear it. He but told you. I was going yeah. out with what his daughter. What did he tell you? Yeah. No, no, no. no. He's not, nobody's here to defend themselves. But, uh, that's true. But that's true. I think w- w- one of the things that Al did, Albert did, was he, after that moment, went out and reconstructed another audience for himself. He well, did. He was very successful. He was very successful. He did a couple of other things. Really? One of the things he did was help a guy named Bob, Bob Guccione. Story yeah. Little Magazine. Oh, Bob Cucci. Yeah, yeah. He, helped, he did the penthouse. Uh, Never heard of it. Never. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, yeah. but, 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 but the, the difference is, and this is what it comes down to, it, it's a phrase I can't use in most of my life. I want to use it here because we're all you know, four of us and 60,000 people listening. Yeah, that's right. This was a showman. Mm. And I think that's what the one, th- if someone gave me a magic wand and said, what is the one thing you can change? Right. Well, and I lose the gender thing because it up, makes people uptight for some reason. Yes. But, we don't have showmen, and a showman says, you know what? I broke that contract, but now I'm going to make it again. 
and I'm going to give people something amazing, and they can't get it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Yes. There's something great about growing up in Coney Island. And yeah. You no, know, this is what it is. Occasionally, I would meet a guy who was a barker, or was it a carnival barker? Yeah, yeah, sure. And, was uh, his name Donald Trump? No, he's a real person. These are real people. These, yeah. are, these are like my friends. These are my friends' dads and wives. Yeah. And, oh, and, and, okay. and you would say to them, yeah, and they would they would go into their spiel, another Yiddish word that entered the language, mm. and they would say, one of them used to say this: "You're going to see something you've never seen before. It costs a dime to pet, to cast one eye on it, and you got two eyes." That's so great. And it's showman on what we're missing, yes. like Al Friedman. Yes, but, yes. but that's that's. What they want now is mm-hmm. that's what they want in Amazon. That's what they want in How NBC. They want yeah. I'm going to show you something that you've never seen before, yeah. and yep. then you're going to have two eyes. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, I, and it is. I want to bring this back to you know talking about the communal because it kind of goes back to the question of are more people going to be going to theaters now? I mean, we talked before about how you both agreed, and I agreed with you, that the theater-going experience is, is not going away because people do want a communal experience. I'll still, go, yeah, I'll still always want to go to a movie theater. Like, just because I can watch Netflix doesn't mean There's I'm a lot good. of complex reasons why, at the moment, we're in a bump. I mean, I can go on. But are we in a bump? Yeah. Like, uh, are, uh, because uh, people keep like, building like, new theaters. It seems like the, the medium-budget film is sort of, at the moment, not happening. But, oh, right. We but talked to, to echo what Stephen said. If you give people a reason to be nowhere else but that theater, God damn it, they're going to be in that theater. Hell yeah. You're going to need the cops to keep them back. And Hell unfortunately, yeah. they'll still go see Baywatch next weekend. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. Oh, is Baywatch opening awesome? No, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I already got my tickets. I'll bet yeah. you a nickel on that, by the way. Ugh. That what? People aren't going to go see it. I'll, I, they're gonna go see it. Though. I think it's think so? I think because that, of the Rock. He's got juice. Well, he's he's hey. he, he's another and, story. That's true. And some. I take my nickel back. But Rock and some girls and pretty red, girls and pretty red. It's, it's hard to compete with. I don't know that it's, it's like gonna like do Baywatch, as, that like, well. I think Rock. it's probably not. Mm-mm. I think. Look, I think they're gonna need to have a look. It's it's uh, it's coming around out. The week before Memorial Day, it'll mm-hmm. do fine. Yeah, right. but it's not going to be a Deadpool. No, you no, know, it does, it's not going to be funny enough. Right. To and keep edgy it, enough. I'm yeah. sure edgy it's enough. bad. Actually, and well, sure it's rated R, so they're trying to do that edgy thing. thing. It's a demographic well, thing. Demographic. And I apologize for bringing it up. No, 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 no it's a good point. The, 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 Fast 8 made a game the, the, busters. The, the demographic yeah. thing is people that watch Baywatch, Baywatch in first run. They're the parents of the audience you want. They're the parents. Yeah, man. That's, that's a problem. David Hasselhoff is like, Well, not. then why did they keep doing this? Because they made chips, which we, bombs. Because, chips, we, because, we own it, because we own it, and because it's a brand, right? and because it doesn't but, cost a lot. And the, and, I guess. And people are, okay. they want to take safe risks, like low risks, I think high that's return. right. I think Jake's right. I think it's a safe risk. Yeah. Safe they're, risk. They're spent, they're, they're going to give... Uh, the Rock and Zac Efron right. a fortune, a fucking fortune. Probably not that expensive to produce. Otherwise, right. it's on a beach. I just realized. Yeah. I, want to, <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I, I, realize I want to see this now. There's a lot I, of explosions. Yikes! Yeah. Well, it's, you, know, you know what's kind of great is we live in a place where pe- people have said this to me in other countries. They've said. You live where Baywatch is. You live in Baywatch. Yeah. Which, which is kind of great. It's pretty cool. Yeah. People want to be where we are. That's oh, yeah. true. They do. Won't change hey, the world. I want to switch gears dramatically. Oh, no. 
I was having fun. Are we going to do opera also? <laughs> yeah, what are we talking about? Uh, I know so little about the health care bill. Yeah, though. right. See? <laughs> Dramatically. That's what, how, what does that mean? Tennessee Valley Authority. Threat or menace? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean dramatic? Well, I, Warren, uh, one of your best known films is 13th Warrior, which was an adaptation of Michael mm. And Crichton's a cool book. fucking movie, man. Yeah. And a period piece. I like and that movie, man. Period pieces are going crazy right now. A like real all over Netflix. Yep. Everything. And, and I don't and there's all these sort of copy sort of copycats of Game of Thrones and then sort yep. of sidesteps from them. I'm watching this one called The Last Kingdom it's right interesting now. To me. Think, which is historical. It's interesting that you think Game of Thrones is a period piece. Yeah. It's a fantasy. Let it's it. a Let fantasy. <laughs> no, it is a period. Let her ask but it her is question. like yeah. sorry. You're right though. Dragons <laughs> and yeah. But that's okay. but that's my my mindset. So right. <laughs> I'm properly chastised. That's funny though. I'll note that I didn't actually I actually segued to Game of Thrones to say that there's a lot of kind of copycats mm. of that. But then there all are also tons mm. of uh, there are tons of period pieces. There are historical dramas. There are, uh, you know, a lot of British drama. That's always been the case, but that's really popular because mm. now you can watch all the BBC stuff on Netflix where we couldn't see it before. True. Yeah. You know, we only could see it on the ones they chose to put on Masterpiece on, on PBS, PBS, but now it's all on Netflix. And what I wanted to ask is I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that today and also. Just the challenges of doing an adaptation. Of, of, peri- of period or adaptation? Uh, adaptation. I've, I've done four adaptations. One was made. Uh, four or five. You, you, yours was both. It was an adaptation and a period piece yeah. and a historical. Uh, and and I, fantasy. Yeah, and fantasy. That's, that's my professor hat these days. Is yeah. The adaptation. Um, mm. Adaptations propose a, propose a particular challenge, especially in material that, or sources, if you will, that people know. Because you can't film every second. You can't film every minute. We did it once in our industry, as far as I know. Mm. Which was? Um, uh, Greed. Greed? My, yeah, my favorite filmmaker in the history of the world. Eric von Stroheim. Oh, Stroheim, yeah. Guy, who, oh, okay. who, who re- reputedly filmed every... And I believe him. Every I've never actually read McTeague, but he filmed every page of it. What? I, I've seen every, every inch of it that's available. Jesus. Of, of Greed. I said six hours at the moment. Jeez. Um, what we do when we ad- when we adapt is we take the essence of the essence of the essence. It's like making perfume. Yeah. Wow. And, and yeah, we, that's we, true. We, you're so artsy. I know. <laughs> that's a very artsy you know what? answer. You know what? I, 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 I wasn't artsy before I started this whole professor crap. I swear to God. Yeah. Uh, I used to be. Hey, listen, no, we, we're just going to the movies. Forget about it. <laughs> Forget but, about but it. I like the metaphor. It's just a little it's feminine. I was a 13 year old girl. I'm like, oh, give me a break. So, but, uh, a suicidal 13-year-old girl. Yeah, but, right. but we look for the central challenge mm-hmm. and the central obstacle for the character. And that's very difficult. It's very difficult to find sometimes what the central challenge is. I mean, my favorite adaptation that I always assign and I always t- tell people to think about is a book everybody knows. There's two, actually. Book of, two books everybody knows. Mm. One is 1984. Mm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other one's To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, yeah. Everybody of course. in the world yeah. knows both of those books. Absolutely. Uh, the third one I would hesitate to talk about and Which to assign is The Great Gatsby. Oh, really? Why would you hesitate? The Robert I would hesitate because Great Gatsby, the reason there's, there's 
three versions of Great Gatsby that I know of. Right. One of them is lost, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, and the other two aren't good. And the, and other, the other two, two are. And, <laughs> and the other two are proof that adaptations don't work. Okay. Well, it didn't work in the hands. Boz Lerman. It's, it's, well, you know. Yeah. I, on the other hand, I'm a snob about Great Gatsby, but I really, oh, sure. I, I like seeing that movie because I'm a CGI buff. But, but. Oh, uh, um, okay. It's also very internal. The other two films pose external challenges that the audience not only knows but can identify with, even if they have not seen the book. Oh, okay. Uh, excuse me, read the, seen read, the book. Interesting. Read the, see, yeah. Even if they, <laughs> even if they have not read the book, anyone who's read To Kill a Mockingbird, right, and seen the film has had two different experiences. Character shift, the story yeah. Yeah. shifts, the it's center, true. the center of the story shifts. Mm-hmm. It becomes. In some ways, a courtroom drama, which it isn't in the book. Yeah, it does. Um, and it becomes a, a magnificent, also, period piece. Mm-hmm. 1984 does not, whether mm-hmm. we like it or not, because it's an imagined period piece. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's a period that is imagined mm-hmm. rather than lived. Whereas there was a period that you can evoke in... in, uh, in uh, but I sort of tip my hat to the screenwriter of To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, Absolutely. Because and 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 I just yeah. adapted a famous novel. Um, and one I'm a fan of, if I may. What's it? Uh, I, I, I I wrote the screenplay for The Movie Goer by Walker Percy. Oh, and wow. a great American novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've heard. I haven't read it, but yeah. you know, look, you have to take novels, and although To Kill a Mockingbird is suspenseful, suspenseful, and is a page turner, you're mm-hmm. right. Um, it in the hand. Who, who, who? I don't remember what's up. My head. I don't know. We all have internet access. I think it was, er- right. I, I think it was Ernest Lehman. I think you're right. We all have smartphones. There we we go. all have smartphones here. I think, I, I think that, and we're all... I, I think it is Ernest Lehman. And what's interesting to me, the thing I always tell people to watch, my students won't generally watch a movie in group, is the credit sequence. Why? Of To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, because if you shut up and watch the movie, <clears throat> right. the credit sequence will suck you not only into the time and into the place, but into the interior life of the characters. Really? The opening credits. The opening credits. Really? And there's only a handful of movies. Horton Foote. No kidding. Was Harper Horton? Lee and Horton Foote. Wow. She's credited. Yep. Harper Lee. She she was right. sitting at home. That was, that, that, was a tip. Not. that was a hat tip. <laughs> now that she's not allowed to defend herself, it was a hat tip. I think your point, I mean, I agree with your point, which is there are, I mean, one of the, let me just say this. One of the reasons I wanted you guys to talk about this is because we're about to do a bunch of series uh, for our podcast on the uh, adapted, adapted, and um, we're well, like we're I just read with, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, we're and dealing then, with Tom Then Paris. I just read As Good as It Gets. And, right, yeah. As Good as It Gets. And Ted Talley won the Oscar for that screenplay. Yeah, yeah. right, which and was brilliant, deservedly so, deservedly and, so, man. Because I just watched the movie again, and I got to say, it's tight. That shit but it's is different tight. I and mean, tight writing. Tight. But there, and one that I always sort of cite personally. Cider House Rules. Hmm. He he won the Oscar for his adaptation of his own book. The book oh. is so different no than question. that film. Like mm. it takes place over fifteen years, not a year and a half. And mm. and there's something that audiences wouldn't like at the center of that novel. Absolutely. Which was and abortion. Yeah. Oh, I see. But that takes that's either, that's in the movie the question, too. The question is it is, yeah. but, but not to the but not to this extent. In the novel. Yeah, in the novel. But the the the. What's the? I guess what I want to get at is how important is it to hold on to everything in the book when you have to make it a visual experience? Well, 
I, I don't think it's just whether it's a visual experience. It's 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 is is there narrative tension in that novel? Is there drama? Is there drama? Is and there, if there's not, how do we reinvent it? How do we break open the spine of this book? Mm-hmm. And and without. Well, sometimes it depends on whether the author's dead or alive. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you do want to look. If it's a great book, you want to honor that book. Sure. You, as uh, to quote Warren, you want to you want to keep the essence of that book, but you want to make a movie. Yeah. You want. What does that mean? It means that it needs to be entertaining, and it needs yeah. to be. I'm sorry for the mixed metaphor. It needs to be a page turner. You need, uh, <laughs> yes. Well, no, it's a turner. You know, you know what? It's not it's, as mixed metaphors go. It's not a great one. I got to tell you, Stephen, because it, it really <laughs> because it, it, it's not a page turner, but it's it's a sit your butt sit your butt there turner and say, oh my god, what's going to happen next? Right. Which is you know, yeah. That's I mean, there's turner. nothing. There I think no- that's a page turner. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. a page turner. Yeah. Visual page that's turner. It's visual. It's exactly, yeah. it's exactly my point. Right. I mean, it, it's like. It's like, what have I gotten into? How do I know this character? I understand this character. I know what this person wants. I know where they're going. And I know this roadblock that I've put in front of them is insurmountable. Very right. nice. And, that the, and, and what's coming now is two things. I think David, I'm summing up David Mamet, is one of my neighbors, I guess, is mm. both inevitable mm. and surprising. Mm. And if you can do That's that. That's weird. That's funny. It's, it's a conflict, yeah. but it is the essence of but drama. It's but it's it, great. It is, yeah. it is very What's es- an example of inevitable and surprising to you both? No Country for Old Men. Okay. You're not for to me, you both, um, but that's a good example. Yeah, but, but, I mean. <laughs> okay. Because um, I read that Spoiler book. alert. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, that Ned Stark lost his head. Right. Uh, yeah. You thought that Joffrey was going to he, he was the Spare star of the him. show Sean yeah. Bean right. was the first credit yep. uh, we are on episode 9 of this long running series yeah. yep. and they kill the hero and there's no flat it's not a dream sequence it's not a and, yeah, man. yeah and it was to use Warren's or David Mamet's beautiful phrase it was inevitable and surprising shocking I'm gonna yeah. go, I'm gonna go, I have to go to one of the classics and that's Dodsworth Dogsworth. A, a movie most people it's a, it's a classic but it's also and a, a, three people listening to this nodded thank you thank you for that finally no, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a classic American novel okay so what's hmm, inevitable and surprising I'd have to go just to keep in the context of this conversation to uh, to kill a mockingbird is both inevitable and surprising there's a mm-hmm. moment yeah that's there's a that's moment fair. that's true yeah of Atticus Fitch's masculinity of the portrayal of his masculinity mm-hmm. and the portrayal of who this man is. And it violates all the rules we work by at the moment, which is to say we watch the character do something and somebody else comments on it. Right. We don't do that much anymore. That's what is true. the mad dog sequence? Remember this? Yeah, yeah. When he pulled, when he finally... When he when he goes out there myop- the myopically and, and right. takes that 03 spring He can't see. His glasses... And, and, and puts a round downrange and, and, and clips that dog, to use three tough guy phrases. Right. Um, and someone says to... to, 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 to What's her name? To a uh, girl? G- uh, s- Scouts. To Scout. Scout. Uh, says to Scout, well, your daddy, of course. Everyone knows that your daddy can do that. He's the best shot in Macomb County. Everybody knows that. Wow. That, let me tell you, mm-hmm. this is this is one of the things that puts, puts the hair on, to the extent yes. that I have any at all, on the back of your head. It makes it tingle because all of us feel that way about our fathers. Yeah. Every single one mm. of us. 
least would like to initially, know that, would like yeah. to be taken aside by someone and said, you know, your dad was quite quite the man. Your dad, yeah, got, man. your dad got a lot of ass when he was a kid. Your, your dad was you know, a badass. Really, okay, you've just crossed the line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and the other and the other one is, is after the trial. That's true. When the when 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 the black folks in the in the uh, in the, in the, the um, upper deck, yeah. this impolite Southern phrase for it, and I'll leave that to you. But up, up in the uh, in the balcony, balcony there, say, "Stand up, your father's passing." passing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, nobody saw that coming. After that, yeah, and, and it's it's just a beautiful moment. Tom Robinson had been convicted. You yeah. know, it's, yes, yes, yeah. you know, and uh, all of but, us. But, but look, it's a it's a wonderful phrase, and it's a wonderful sort of piece of dramaturgy that Warren is talking about, which is um, is in your storytelling, comedy and drama, mm-hmm. um, you know, make it logical, but but entertain and make it surprising yeah. and, and keep them guessing. And which is why the the puzzle shows mm. on network confound me. Yeah. Because they're neither. Yeah. Yeah. That's what true. Do you mean by puzzle shows? The Law and Order SVU, oh, yeah. NCIS, mm-hmm. they continue to do big numbers. CSI. Why do you think that is? That that people. It, that it's a brand, maybe demographic? So maybe. Does that suggest that well, people don't I'm, want surprising but yet inevitable? I'm going to say something perhaps controversial uh, that some audiences uh, are not remotely interested in being challenged. Yeah, I think that's true. They that's want fair. a sort of white noise distraction that's easy. To it's follow. a yeah. no, absolutely. And yeah. Patty Smith in her book uh, "Just Kids," yeah, oh, yeah. Um, it, it's a wonderful memoir. Mm. Uh, talks about the very ch- challenges that she had in her relationship with Robert Ma- Robert Maplethorpe, and no one's ever going to make that into Maplethorpe. a movie. Maplethorpe, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. I, if anyone ever makes that into a movie, my hat's off to you, and good and luck to. I'm not going to go see it. One of the one of the things that happens is she travels around the world and, and facing all this terrible things she's faced is that she goes up to her hotel room and she turns on the TV to watch the Law and Order because she can lull herself into it and settle into it mm. and not have to worry about nice. it. And, and a lot of people say those shows for that and I'm That's not de- and I'm not yeah. decrying that yeah. I, I, I get no, that at the end of a difficult right. day you know you My worked gosh, you, yeah. your boss was nasty your kids are annoying mm-hmm. and it's just a nice way to sort of quietly turn off the world yeah unwind uh, and I'm gonna, press you know yeah we're getting long here so I'm gonna not leave really. this with well I'm gonna uh, with one question that I want you guys all to ask is it your responsibility, do you think, to take people out of that state, to challenge the white them, noise the state. white noise state? What are your thoughts on I that? Well, um, look, I, I take my, my writing seriously. And although I said I was a slut and I'm happy <laughs> to, uh, to sell... You know, to whomever so. will buy, um, I do. I I I I want to push uh, push whoever might be watching this just a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and not just to entertain, but just slyly 
push them to think about uh, uh, life in their lives a little bit. Uh, that didn't. Uh, that sounds a little more uh, pretentious than than I wanted it to. But no, I mean I think it's, 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 it's your answer. <laughs> no, that's exactly, it's exactly as pretentious <laughs> as it was. No, yeah. it's, it's no that's great. And scene. <laughs> and I guess yeah, that's. What about you, Warren? Uh, I want to haunt them. Yeah, man. Very there you nice. go. I want to haunt people. It's happened, to, it happened to me once or twice. It happened to a friend of mine who's an Academy Award-winning screenwriter. And people are always quoting her lines to me without knowing that I know her. Um, but I really like the whole idea of people saying something that come out of my strange little brain. Right. And kind of haunting them a little bit and saying... It's, and it's happened to me once that mm. someone said, you really changed the life of someone that I know. Wow. That's and, what the artist And you know what? Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. I don't want to change them by... By telling them the the story of their lives, I want to change them by what doing a great car chase, yeah, or, or, man. or, or a great moment between a cop and a suspect. I mean, I really yeah. want to, I really want to keep it conventional, but I want that action moment to say, "This is why I'm here." And it happened once, mm. never going to happen again, probably. It, it, but that was a big what deal. What was the moment? Uh, without getting too deeply into it, I had a. I, I work with veterans in film and television, and I was asked to come to a set to meet a guy. Yeah, uh, he was uh, the star of this little movie that uh, HBO is sponsoring. This woman that I work with to make her movie. She's an army veteran. She's two deployments. She's remarkable. And Jeez. the star of the movie never acted before. I've never told anybody this. Can I brag a little bit? Okay, Please. I'll brag a little bit. Please. Okay, so he's the star of the movie, and uh, he, he said he really wants to meet you. I said, okay, cool, dude. And I met this kid. Kid, he's twenty-five. Yeah, and he he was he got hurt. You know, really? Yeah, he got hurt bad, Jeez. and he's, you know, he's healing and he's a little hard to look at, but you know, not as hard as doing it. Right. And he said, the guy that I was with that I love more than anybody in the world used to quote your movie to me every day. Wow! And his family wants to meet you. Hmm. What? And I just said, because you're the hero, and I went, what the fuck? <laughs> What the what are you fucking talking Yeah, what about? the fuck are you talking about? That's so great, All I did was stay home and type. And going home that night, I realized, you know what? I don't have to do anything else for the rest of my life. That's art, though. Yeah, though, that is. The impact yeah. you're talking about. Haunting, whether it's like scary or entertaining. It's like... it's that's, a, what, that's what I want. That's my goal now, is just reach into somebody and say... Fuck yeah. He gets what I'm doing. I think that's... It's impossible. I'll never do it again, but... Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's open. I think you're doing it right and there's now. There's also one more thing. There's, also one, there's, there's one more thing. I'll, just I'm, I know I'm hogging the mic, but there's one more thing. It's all vaudeville. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's all shtick. I, I want to be the. I, I want to follow the the, 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 the Fink's mules. Yeah, honestly. man. It's all show. It's all show. Last show thing. Time. Everybody, yeah. give me one thing that that haunted them cinematically a moment mm. that they were haunted by in, in the sense that you're talking about it and that, which is obviously oh, not uh, the end of Shakespeare in Love you will be my heroine of all time oh. as she walks up onto the beach oh yeah yeah that's a great moment that's a great that's moment. a great moment the mm-hmm. sleigh ride scene from the Magnificent Ambersons when uh, another three people, I don't know. This is all homework. You should watch it right there now. We go. What, what, there what, we go. When <laughs> Wells t- had tipped Orson Welles, yeah, um, 
he filmed it it's a sleigh ride sequence so it's in the winter time it's a sleigh ride versus a new a newly invented car oh. and we realized the world is going to change forever and he filmed it in an ice house so people would have the small the steam George the- Minifer Anderson understands that his life is different forever it's a big deal okay that's, that's, there's no yeah. dialogue what's yours the the gang the gang war in Big Trouble in Little China when I first saw it as a little kid that's my millennial <laughs> are you serious yeah because Kurt Russell's trapped in that truck and then the the yellow gang meets up with the red gang in this little thing in this alleyway and I was absolutely mortified as to what was going to happen and then those guys come out with the freaking straw hats and they each have a different lightning thunderstorm you know yeah so you could have gone totally Fellini here you could have totally gone Jean-Luc Godot. So, Sarah? Yeah. Uh, mine is Cabaret. Wow. And I'll tell you why. I was a child when I saw it. It was one of the very, the many age inappropriate films my father took me to. And uh, that he argued constantly with my mother about. <laughs> and I remember the dog being killed and left on the doorstep. And that really, you probably don't even remember I that do, scene. I do, I do, I do. And that really stuck with me my whole life. But then also, just in general, the concepts of the film, which were way too big for me as a child, over the course of my life, I've revisited it and sort of gone and sort of like I kept trying to learn what I had seen as a small child. When mm. I saw that film, mm. and and that was a moment that I think it was one of those moments where I realized the power of cinema, even though I was very Lovely. young. Lovely. Well, I'm going to leave it on that. I, I think, think that's uh, as good a place as any to leave it, uh, gentlemen. As always, thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank Red Breasts. <laughs> Red Breasts Irish Whiskey. Yes, and uh, as always, you can go to the HMCNetwork.com for more, for part one of our interview with the gents, as yes. well as uh, many other uh, movie reviews and series. more. Yeah, can we do it again? Can we do a part three? I'd love that. Absolutely. All right. Continuing series. I like that. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. See ya. Cheers.